On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second Shot with your hosts, Heath and Jenny. So um, Jenny got to redeem herself um, this past week. Um, I did. Yeah, it was Ooh. very good. So Jenny, Zach, and Matt, what's up, everybody? Hey. And hello, everybody. Hello. And uh, Zach actually got the clock started, so I did. I'm proud of him. I know. I'm so proud of me. Gosh, this is a great year. I'd like to thank the Academy. <laughs> so I know, 2019. So, so, so what Jenny had to do to redeem herself, um, um, along several years back, now she, and I will preface it by, she had to get up really early in the morning, you know, one thirty or so, had to work all day. I was in Las Vegas for work, and so afterwards she flew to Las Vegas to meet me there, and we were going to go do some fun um, for the next uh, night or two while I was working, right? Yeah, yeah. And so she got there, and, you know, then the time changed, so it's really late for her. She's right, been up probably 24 full, hours. Right, I work a full, like, nine-hour shift, get, you know, pack up my stuff, get on a flight, go this, to Vegas. This was a while ago. This yeah, a like couple yes, years back. Okay, a couple years okay, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. I was working and Fox. Uh, she wanted to be at Circus. She wanted to go see the Circus Delay, whatever. Circus Delay. Whatever. Circus I know where this is going. Yeah, yeah, circus yeah. Delay. Yeah, whatever <laughs> yeah. it's called. Go ahead. I can't even spell it, much less pronounce it. It's fine. Um, and so I, I got, like... I spent money got us like second row seats front and center at this show in oh. Vegas, right? Uh-huh. Like it was like it was like on these couches and everything too. Oh wow, <laughs> and, that's dangerous. And, and let's all be real, <laughs> you know, that's really not my like go to type of thing to what? do. Okay, so but I'm okay because uh, my wife wanted to do it, so like I, I was good. Like I wanted to, I wanted to go do it with totally. her, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we get there, we sit down, the show gets going. Two minutes later, I look over there, she's got mouth open. Out cold, just no. I mean, do we need to detail mouth a little open? Slobber coming down <laughs> the I side. I mean, you're in Vegas. Drinks are flowing. I people know. are exhausted. Out like cold. It, it's just that I had been up for almost 24 hours straight by that point in time. Smooth oh, asleep. You hit that couch and the lights go dim. You're and done. And it was like oh, the yeah. end of the week. Went, so I mean, the show wasn't uh, three minutes in. She was out cold. Didn't even make it. <laughs> anyway, it, this nothing to do with the amazing performances that were in front of me. Of course, yeah, but I couldn't even see them. This last week she the that same show was doing a at uh, lone star park in grand prairie mm-hmm. and jenny got amaluna invited for the, is the new amaluna. show okay. and it's in grand uh, in lone star park and jenny got invited for the media night like premiere opening stuff and so we went again and I w- i'm happy to report jenny stayed awake the whole time <laughs> and, well and, well and actually got yeah. to see the show her second time going but she finally got to watch it <laughs> nice <laughs> it was so good too yeah. it, was, it was insane Oh, yes, yeah. I mean the stuff that they do is remarkable. So the first time, did you sleep through the whole yes. thing, or did you wake up at any point? No, I did, Matt. I I, oh. I, I thoroughly slept. Well, through hold the on, I, I could not. Those couches was, had to be comfy, it right? It was it w- and like I knew it was happening. It right. was like <laughs> yeah. I, I know that I'm sleeping through this, but I can't like. 
I can't get my eyes open. I well, was that tired. Those things aren't exactly oratory. They play music, and it's like, okay, the lights are dim. We were smoky. And it's my supposed body to be shut dreamlike. Down. So if you're real tired, I mean, I guess I. My like, body shut down. Could, yeah. The, the performers could see her sleeping. <laughs> <or something>. Stop <laughs> it, babe. <laughs> Stop it. Hey, Live commentary. Did you try to wake her up? I mean, what was the. No. You just let her. Just let her go. Well, I, know, I could bad. feel I took it. pictures. Okay. Just, well, there you go. Hey, that's. Of her sleeping. Can we get those on the screen, please? Yeah. <laughs> They're great. Gosh. Somebody make that happen. Oh, God. Uh, we better get in the first headline yes. or we'll keep on with this. Uh, first headline. A little unconventional. And I love that because we always do new things on this show. Uh, starting with an email, which is very exciting. From one of the listeners, right? Yes. Uh, Linda emailed us. Very sweet of her. She said, hey, Heath, what's your take on this? Especially since you're in the insurance world. Uh, I think she should have paid with her own money, not her insurance. Love the show. Uh, so here's what the paid with your own money thing thinks thing is she sent an article school superintendent faces fraud charges for allegedly using own insurance to help ill student casey smitherman superintendent of elwood community schools in elwood indiana was booked on charges of insurance fraud identity deception and official misconduct on wednesday and later released on bail smitherman says the charges came shortly after she received uh, or after she recently recently went to the home of a student who had missed school and saw he had symptoms of strep throat after the student was refused treatment at a clinic she, she took him to another one this time saying the student was her own son she said, I'm committed to the community of our students, and I regret if this action has undermined your trust in me. From the beginning, my ultimate goal has been to provide the best environment for Elwood students' growth physically, mentally, and academically, and I remain focused on that purpose. Smitherman had an amoxicillin prescription filled for the 15-year-old student in her son's name. Uh, and Wednesday, on Wednesday on a statement, uh, she said she plans to enter a diversion program, which would allow for the dismissal of the charges if she avoids further arrest in the coming year. She's received her support from the school board's presence. Superintendent of the school drives to a kid's house, takes them to the doctor on her insurance, and is reprimanded for it. What do we think about this? So, I mean, here's the thing. It, 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 there'd be some people be like, how, you know, if you think anything's wrong with her helping that child out and, and anything like that, then blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But here's the truth. If she wanted to help that child, she should have pulled, pulled out her credit card or debit card, paid cash for the visit, and paid cash for all that. That is absolutely fraud. That is fraudulent. That is illegal. There's no way around it. Um, that is, you cannot do that. That is wrong. I mean, that is illegal. That like that is not uh, up for debate, right? That that's black and right, white. Right. The insurance okay. was meant for her yes. son. Yes. Yeah. It's not, it's not for that. So, at the end of the day, it's illegal. Um, helping the kid out, great intentions. I, I'm I'm glad she wanted to help the kid sure. any way they can, right? Uh, no no telling what the situation was and and what it was, but. You should have pulled out your card and all that, and I, I think you could have, like, um, you know, asked somebody. If you didn't have that, then maybe you could go find some people that want to help and give you a couple hundred dollars for it versus doing something fraudulent, okay? Mm -hmm. So th my second shot on it, which really is, a, is, a, is more so around a lot of times people will uh, do something wrong and say they were doing it for the right reasons, right? Ooh, so, yeah. so so like this All right the time, here. yeah, definitely. You know, well, the, the, where this person is like, how dare ever anybody look at me when I was trying to help a kid? Well, you could have helped the kid and not been it, not done it illegally. Mm -hmm. you, you, like you still could have helped the kid and not done something illegal while doing it. You, that's common sense. So my thought around it all is: is there is never a time to do something wrong for a right thing. You know, there is something that you want to do right for somebody, and you've got to figure out the right way to do it right. There is no such thing as going, oh, well, you know, my, 
my uh, brothers and sisters, you know, we, we don't have any food at home, so I'm selling drugs to provide. Okay? You're selling drugs and killing other people to have that money. You can go get a job doing something legal and right. Maybe it's not as quick. Maybe it's not as easy. Maybe it's harder. But it's legal. I'm not saying that the right thing done was wrong. It was the wrong thing to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does, actually. That last sentence was a little complex. I know, that's why. <laughs> and possibly incorrect when it comes to grammar, but you get a diagram you're using yeah. the wrong grammar for the right reason. That's and I'm all <laughs> that matters. Right. <laughs> I know. Um, so when, when I hear about this story, I think about my sort of second shot on this is that really what she's doing is thinking that she knows what's best for this child. Um <sighs> We, we don't know the backstory. Uh, you know, obviously there was not a parent. It doesn't sound like there was a parent that was taking this child in. Yes. But, but her, perhaps there was another way of going about this. First of all, not everybody believes in using antibiotics for strep throat. I don't want to debate that. I just know that there's a portion of the population that would not choose to do that. So she's coming in and pretending to be this. And then the medical staff is thinking that she's the person in charge. So when follow me here to a bigger perspective say in a work situation a family situation where you always think that you're the one who knows exactly how to handle it and you don't seek outside counsel or you do so with under false pretenses yeah so yeah. she's deciding she she is the authority in this situation for this child without their parents and without anybody else, and with the doctors thinking, okay, well, you are the person of authority when she actually isn't. Well, we may not know that for sure. The parents may have let her go get him for help sure. and yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying the example of sometimes we just think, oh, I know what's right, and yeah. I'm going to do anything I can to sort of remedy this situation. It's really just her opinion that he needed the antibiotics. That's certainly not how everybody would. He could have had it. an allergy that he didn't. He wasn't aware exactly. of. Sure, like he didn't know but to tell her it, about there, any number of things. Totally, that could have gone amoxicillins. Wrong with that of, yeah, a and, lot and that just goes to how bad things can go by doing the quote unquote right thing for in the wrong way. Because by doing that, you're leaving it, uh, you know, up to you know. Because if it was her son, right? There's medical records of what what you may be allergic to, may not. You know. Yeah doing the wrong thing could have really went to a really bad outcome. Yeah, there's another line in here that I, I, I left out for the highlights. Uh, Smitherman told police that she was concerned about the student when he was not at school early this month and that she had previously helped him by buying clothes for him and helping to clean his home. Oh, so, yeah. so she's so she not been, the first... She'd been taking him under her wing. And yeah. I mean, I, I definitely don't want to rag on anybody who's trying to help somebody. No, you know, I, yeah. Definitely yeah, not. But, but, I'm just saying for the greater second shot of this, sometimes right. we need to watch ourselves when we think that we are the person who knows absolute best right you're helping in the wrong way well yeah. but oh no it, well or no do exactly what you did just pull out your debit card or credit card and pay for it <laughs> or and don't or, commit insurance fraud. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah that's what i'm saying or you or if you don't have that money then then maybe you go by the school and ask some teachers if everybody can give you five dollars or something a piece do something the right way to do what you were trying to do like she was trying to help the kid out i get it but you can't commit insurance fraud and help the kid out because that I mean there's there's literally no way to debate that you did something illegal to help them. So yeah. mm -hmm. there is a way to do it legal to help. Right. I, I know teachers in Indiana probably don't make a killing, um, but you can't use insurance money for this kind of thing. And and in regards to this, like to to previous things, buying clothes. You, helping him clean his house, like, you should be talking to the parents or the guardians. Like there has to be somebody who watches this kid. Like that's where you need to start this conversation. Like not yeah. directly right. helping him around them i don't know the situation well, I, but like, I, I just i don't know i just think a lot of times 
that we a lot of people will get going down a slippery slope of doing wrong and will start out by justifying it was for mm-hmm. right ways. There's no way to justify doing wrong. Kids, adults listening right now, there is no way to justify doing wrong things for something right. You must find a way to do it right for the right things because at the end of the day, illegal and immoral and all of those things are still the same thing no matter what you're trying to go for and you can never justify it. So don't let yourself go down that slippery slope because you next thing you do, you justify one more thing, one more thing. Next thing you know, you're a full-blown criminal. And, 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 and I've watched it happen to people that let a little slippery slope, little things they want to skate by on, turn into a big thing and you can't let that done. There's no such thing as the wrong thing for the right reasons. We'll be back in the minute on the second segment of Second Shot. makes up words, she translates them. Heath and Jenny host more of Second Shot, coming up on RNCN. To all my friends in the great state of Texas, if you have not taken advantage, I have a way to save you a ton of money. I have saved over about $3,000 in the last year, and I have no hassle. Go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code Second Shot. Now listen, promo code Second Shot, and you're going to get a free month just for signing up and saving a ton of money. So don't be crazy. Stop sitting around talking about is this the real deal and go do it right now. Energyogre.com, promo code second shot in a free month. Thanks. Go get it now. Run. Ready? Aim. Fire. Second shot is back for another round on RNCN. So pronounce the, the show we went to again. Let me pronounce Amaluna. Yeah, but the cir- oh, Cirque du Soleil. Cir- Cirque Tis? Cirque. Uh-huh. Du. Du. <laughs> you sound like me when I teach Brighton how to say stuff. Soleil. Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du Soleil. Man, I'm not good at this English stuff. Well, that ain't even English. That's not English. What is that? See, you don't you even know. know. Uh, French, I don't, well, French, no. I believe. French. Fr- Polynesian. Sounds French. I don't know. All right, so I have to say yes. Yes. I mean... Theater, like like that that kind of stuff is really not my like uh, up my alley, mm-hmm. so to say, right? But but I have to tell you, the freakishness of their athleticism is absolutely beyond amazing. <laughs> don't say freakish. Yeah, I don't know. Freakish is a compliment. But when I babe. say freak, no, I, I, okay. Well, in my world, in our world of sports, when we say a freak athlete, that's a very okay. superhuman. That's a superhuman. Yeah. Like LeBron is a freak athlete. Yeah. They really are. These all were freak athletes. Like mm-hmm. they were. You should have seen the amount of strength these people do and what they do. And I, I have to say, as a guy that would, if there's guys out there that that would, um, this is one of those things that if your your wife or your spouse or something would like this, and it's always like, oh well, if you want to, this would be one to go to to suck up because the the you will appreciate the like athleticism that all of these people like portraying there. I mean, it is it it is absolutely incredible. That the the this girl was like literally Bent holding enough. herself up on one arm and twisting it in the air while it was moving. Like 
it, it was it was crazy. Oh man! And they keep beautiful expressions on their faces. I mean, they're true performers too. Oh, so wow. it's like you know, a beautiful expression and smiling, and you know, entertaining the audience theatrically, but then also in the athletic way. It was insane. Sure, and not just lifting things like coordination and balance oh. and like yeah, maneuverability. And, and they go to another level. And of their this. bodies yeah. are sick. They are sick. I mean. <laughs> Uh, oh my like gosh. shredded, shredded, shredded. Yeah. freakish and sick and, yeah and then yeah. i looked up their bios and they're all like parents and stuff it's like one of them had oh really two kids. yeah like, like a bit they like regular me. clothes on no. and you see them and, but then whenever they're like it's like <laughs> literally they're like standing oh, up yeah. on a headstand and like it looks like they somebody took a chisel to their back yeah. or something you know it's uh-huh. crazy heath and i got to meet two of the performers and i posted a picture of it on my instagram if you guys want to see them yeah. up close and personal you gotta run into some odd odd like parent teacher meetings right like open house <laughs> yeah. at school what does your mom do she's a dancer Answer. Oh, yeah. Cool. yeah yeah and she's ripped too yeah yeah <laughs> what about um uh how long is it in dallas for in grand prairie you know, Do you I know? don't know, but I posted about this on Facebook, and tons of people said they're going to be going. So yeah, yeah. when and this they're episode they're going all over the country, out, right? Yes, for they do types. tours, and they come through Dallas. I mean, they, they go all over the country. So I know a lot of our listeners are here. A lot of our listeners apparently are in Australia too. So shout out to Australia. We're yeah. going to be there. We're going to be there in a month or and so. So yeah, yeah, we maybe we should do a second shop meetup in Australia. In Australia, <laughs> Texas is like the Australia of Europe, right? It all adds up. <laughs> yes. We're basically yeah. Heath's accent, it translates. <laughs> Same thing. Maybe they're big Hendra fans, right? Yeah. 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 Tiffany. Uh, mm. uh, to have a great career, be a risk taker, our second article. Uh, this Jenny sent over, I think, right? I wanted to make sure. And this one's a little bit more of an op-ed piece, but there's just some things in here about taking risks, getting where you're going. Life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all. That's Helen Keller. Uh, just some points here. One, being risk-averse carries risk. Risk-averse people often see themselves as deliberate, cautious, responsible, and thoughtful. Others see them as reserved, lacking courage, and lacking belief in themselves. Less than inspirational. Um, so when you're talking about taking a risk, some things you can do to kind of be ready for it, this article instructs, risk-taking can be practiced. Uh, the more you practice taking risks, the more comfortable you become with taking risks and the emotional discomfort that may come with it. Risk-taking can be vetted. Uh, when you take a risk, you're giving up some comfort in the short term for a potential long-term game. Uh, for some, risk-taking results in immediate discomfort. Others, not so much. Thinking about your style toward risk-taking can lead to better self-understanding. Plan ahead, know how you'd, know how you'd handle what you can handle, uh, and, and I don't know, be bold, manage your post-risk dissonance. Maybe a pros and cons chart. Jenny, what are, you, what are we getting at with this, I guess, is what I'm saying. So this was an interesting one because I've never really thought of myself necessarily as a risk-taker, and I think Heath would definitely say I'm not a risk-taker. However, I was speaking, well, I was having a conversation with a friend the other day about um, my career path and she's sort of looking to do sort of a similar thing and, and I was explaining to her my first job in Yakima, Washington and the pay was $18,000 a year and she was like, and you took it? And I was like, well, yeah, I was so thankful. I was so excited. Are you kidding me? $18,000 a year. That's, you know, gosh. I mean, to me, that was, that, that was, to me, was not risky at all. She said that was a huge risk. How did you pay your rent? See, to me, not making a lot of money, but doing something that I love was not risky. It wasn't, it didn't feel risky for me to move to a place where I knew nobody. It didn't feel risky for me to not make a lot of money. It didn't feel risky for me to potentially have to work 12, 14, 16 hour days. To me, so to a lot of people that might seem, oh, that was a little risky. And maybe some parents who maybe they, you know, had always had a lot of money, maybe it might be feel risky for them to say, gosh, you just got this college education. Now you're going to take this job, you know, and you've got student loans and things like that. That didn't scare me at all. And it was funny because that friend sort of brought to my realization, 
I'm very comfortable taking risks. It's just a certain type of risk that I'm comfortable taking because of the potential reward. So the potential reward for me was to ultimately get to a top five market anchoring, which I did over the course of the next 15 years, traveled all over the country. And that wasn't scary to me. So I think really when it comes to risks, my my takeaway would be there are certain ones you're going to be comfortable with and certain ones you're not. And I like to be comfortable with the risks. He's probably going to have a different perspective. But to me, moving is not scary. Not knowing, uh, you know, it's and it's a different situation right now. Now I have a husband and a child. So, yeah. you know, I, I need to be doing things that are making money, for example. I, you know, when I was on my own, I said, that's fine. I'll work two jobs. And I worked two jobs and that didn't bother me at all. Yeah. I was comfortable with that type of risk. I wouldn't say you that you're not a risk taker. I, I think you're right. What you're making is a great point. There's just different levels of risk takers, and there are um, different types of risk takers, right? Like, and I think that's, um, you know, I, I think that because I'm so extreme on the other end of risk taker, like, you know, like it will risk. He will risk all of his own money. I'm more so I'll risk my lifestyle and my time. Yeah. Well, and I'll risk my lifestyle. So I've did it. I, I've done that before. I mean, I, yeah. I've, I've had to. I've had to be. There. I mean, I will. It's just there's um if you you have a you have a you're um, you have risk. You, you will take risk and do all that. I think that if you were like on the other end of the spectrum where you were zero risk taker, we wouldn't work. It would be very, you, you would go nuts dealing with me. Right. Yeah. I, I think me and, and probably most people who listen to the show would be surprised to hear you say you don't think you're a risk taker because like there's a, there's a reason your face is on the, on the alpha mart of this show. It's because yeah. like you've done more than other people have and you've been willing to take steps that other people haven't at the time it may not have seemed like it, but I like this. I like this idea of perception around your own risk and what you're willing to do and your boundaries and how maybe uh, what you're doing in that wacky. And I think but other yeah, people don't and it, feel that, that way. That didn't give me anxiety. Yeah. Like taking a job for that amount of money, which apparently now that I've told people that, they're like, what? <laughs> why, think would you, you should be why would you ever do that? Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, heck no, that was great. And that had the potential, you know, that had the potential promise yeah. of a, a career that I really desired and has, and has made me happy for 15 years. And I think that that risk was so worth it. And I didn't consider it a risk. The other thing I don't consider risks is um, moving because I look at that as an opportunity to meet new people, see different cultures, learn different things about the United States. I mean, I've lived in so many different places. So to me, that was more of an opportunity for, than a risk. In different levels of our life, you know, again, if you have a child who's in school, Th then then that would be a different perception because it's not just you you're thinking about moving your child out of school or you know your spouse's job but in different phases of our life things that might seem like risks are actually actually risks that we could be totally and wholly comfortable with and i think for me moving forward that will always be the type of risk that i will want to take one that i feel like okay maybe it's crazy but i feel super confident in it yeah my and one of the things i wanted to talk about in this article is the thought that you can train yourself to be a risk taker okay um also the difference between risk and gambling they're two different things some people go oh you're a gambler he no i'll take risk there's risk and gambling are two different things uh -huh. um and then also whenever um read those um in points one more time yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, risk taking can be practiced risk taking can be vetted being risk averse carries risk but uh, and and the the risk adverse carries risk. That the other thought of oh yeah yeah that yeah those three points. Are what I want like the people that think that by not taking risk they're being safe is actually extremely risky <laughs> in so many ways. Wrap your head around that, so, guys. So I'll, I'll go on with that one. Is look, I have there's a lot of people at times that will come in and and not like where they're at, how miserable it is, um, not happy with the money they make, everything about it all. 
Then they'll look at saying maybe a 100% commission job or a, a starting their own kind of thing. They'll look at them and go, um, I, I, you know, I can't take that kind of a risk. You know, you don't understand something. Where you're at right now, you walk in the doors, then they can fire you at any point. Lay you off, do everything. Now you have no income. Okay? 100% commission or building your own thing is the only person that takes that away is if you are lazy or you don't get the job done you want done. Like, like, like being in that job and stuff and having no other skills outside of that is very risky. Maybe it's not. I mean, I'm just saying don't, don't compare that to acting like a 100% commission is, is um, super risky because being where you're at and not evolving yourself in any way and being prepared for if that ended is very risky. That's why you need to be doing things to test your risk, right? To practice the risk like a, like they talk about in there. You go, uh, you can what find something once a month that, that is scares mm-hmm. you, puts you out of your comfort zone and do it. That's the only way you're going to test your limit of risk. And it will also get you to thinking and learning. And that's why you can't, ever, you can't be like in the back in the days and sit in your job and go, I'm going to be in this job forever and do all that. You need to be learning other skills outside of it and doing things. That way you're building up your kind of box of tools because just working for somebody is not risk adverse you, you're sitting there with their it's there up to them whether or not you do something so make sure you've prepared yourself for all of those other things around it and you know i think that we've got only a couple of reviews to read i think we need to keep talking about the risk stuff in the third segment i think okay. we've got a lot more there i think with some of that don't you think yeah, yeah. definitely all right so we'll be back in a minute on the third segment of second shot That's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Heath and Jenny still to come. Ignorance on fire, a journey of failing your way to success. It is time for you to finally go get my book. You can get it in a hard copy. You can get it through reading it on your iPad or your Kindle. And you can also get it with this beautiful redneck voice of mine in audiobook style at audible.com or anything like that. So amazon.com, you can download the Kindle or paper and you can get it on the audiobook style. You've been hearing us talk about it forever and you've been trying to sit there and tell your friends, I'm going to get it one day. Today is the day. Go get it. And it will change your life. Get after it today. Ignorance on Fire, a journey of failing your way to success written by none other than myself. Thank you. Love you. And go pick it up today. Stop. Go. Now. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot on RNCN. I love the third segment because I love talking about some of the people that will send some emails and, and, and some of those things. And we've got some... Uh, that uh, we're going to read off and we may hold off to the next one to get and do all of them maybe there because I think the risk subject is how in our talk. But also, guys, you know, gals, is that we were literally um, got, we broke the top 200 on iTunes in the business category and, and which out of, Jenny looked it up and wasn't it like, wasn't the tens of thousands? Tens of, of thousands. It's absurd. And, 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 yeah. and we broke well the done. top 200 and that was really cool and, and, and can't quite I've, we've done a lot of google on how do you we can't figure out do that how you do it but i'm pretty sure that was a yeah. push i had sent out the newsletter yeah. during that time and then posted a bunch about it on instagram and facebook we got a lot of new subscribers and then i, I think uh, your all your current subscribers i think must have listened on the same day or yeah i think it's all kind of a, a, a compiling at one time type of hit that can kind of move it up there and 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 then i think if you get up high enough it's almost harder to be out of it when there's that many at that level so um, you know, I'm, I really want to ask everybody like to leave your rating and review if you haven't. But also, 
Look, press the three dots and share it on your Facebook page with something that people... It doesn't take a lot to do that. And if you actually get value out of this podcast, like if you've been listening and get value, do us a solid and and just share um, your favorite episode maybe or, or this one or something, you, the or, one that impacted yeah. you and whatnot. Because if we can go get over you know a three four day period like if we can just get a small percentage of our listeners to to share that and do it and, and some others listen then maybe we can kind of get cranked back up in that top 200 it's just a cool thing to do that um i think to um because well, then when happen. we're in the standing then more people can find out about it who are in australia or who yeah. are all over the world yeah um, we just want the positive content to be out there yeah absolutely and so it, it really is surprising how much it makes a difference. Like I feel like a lot of people are like, "Oh, I don't have a big following. If I just share, it's not gonna." Get... No, you'd be shocked. Like there's there's algorithms in play. Things are happening behind the scenes <laughs> that none of us understand. It really matters. Yeah. So like, please do do us a solid. Share the show. And we, we also we also have a a video out now that that is t- teaching people how to subscribe to podcasts because we learned that a lot of things we mm-hmm. sent out and like people were like, "I don't know how to do this." So Zach did an awesome solid and <laughs> yeah, uh, you guys will be able they, to see Zach's created, pretty face. Yeah, they created a video saying about um, teaching you how to subscribe to to a podcast and just using Second Shot as the podcast of, that they were explaining it to. Um, also, and so remi- that that video is in the Second Shot group. It's yeah. posted in the Second Shot group right now. So you've got to go to and it'll be out on YouTube as well, right? Yeah, we'll get it on YouTube. Facebook.com slash group slash Second Shot. That's it. And also, if, if you guys like it, uh, let me know in the comments. I might do a rating and review one. Might be a way to go. Perfect. Yeah. Here's how to rate and review the show. Yeah. yeah. Show. Here's yeah, how yeah. to share it to Facebook. I yeah. like that. We'll make a whole series about this. That, so I like what that idea. Now, what else did you want to say, babe, about... Um, the risk taking. Risk taking. So going back to those three points, I think are three things to look at when it comes to risk. The understanding that you you can practice risk taking. So if somebody that is that it goes, oh, it scares me a lot. And the next is the thought that by not taking risk, that um, you're being safe, is absolutely wrong. By not taking any risk at all, is is very risky. And the third was the difference between risk and gambling. And you know, I don't think I'd gotten to the risk and gambling. Right. Risking gambling. Gambling is going and putting yourself in anywhere where you the odds are not in your favor and it's not in your control. That's a gamble, right? Um, going to the casino and putting a quarter in a slot and pulling the deal, it's not in your control at all. That's purely random, purely gambling, okay? Um, and gambling, when you have no control over that situation, that's gambling. Risk is going into something... When some people will go, I can't believe you gambled everything to start that business. That's not gambling. If you know that business, if you're aware of it, you've done the pre-work, you've figured out how I'm going to do it, and you're taking a calculated risk. They're they're two completely different things. I, I remember way back around like episode 30 or something, we were talking about this up in the old studio. And, and, and I mentioned during like a segment, I said, Heath, what do you say to people who think that getting into entrepreneurship, starting your own business, is like jumping off a cliff and hope you, hoping you make a soft landing? You're like, you say you have a controlled descent. You basically have a parachute, and it's you and your own will and what you're willing to do to make things happen. And people don't, don't think about that. They think about how scary it's going to be falling and you don't stop to think that like you have control the whole way that's the difference yeah gambling you is is you have none but but risk is is you're taking a calculated risk on you and what you know i mean um if i was uh to go ahead and sell uh, everything we had today and i was going to go start a retail clothing store that's a gamble because i'm an idiot <laughs> i have nothing well, no. well i mean unless i oh. did unless 
I did a lot of work leading oh, yeah. up. If I spent the next several times learning the business, doing some, getting some stuff out there to learn that. I mean, now if I go and start another insurance company, that's that's a calculated risk. I mean, that, that's really not a gamble. That's my life. That's what I've done, right? I mean, mm-hmm. those two things are are, are different, and um, that that's what I just want to make clear. That it's gambling and risk is, are different. Well, it's like what we – I mean, Heath and I have looked at several different fitness businesses, yeah. for example, because that's been a passion of mine. I've worked, you know, in the 15 years I've been doing broadcasting, I've also been working in fitness, and so my goal has always been to have some sort of fitness business outside of me just training people. Right. Because that's what I did before. I would go to people's houses and stuff. And that was, um, you know, (laughs) you only get per hour how many hours you have. So Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to look at something bigger. And we've looked at several different models. None of them made sense. (laughs) As much as I'm passionate about, okay, I want to do this. Now we have one that may be making sense. So we'll tell you guys about it in the next I don't know. Ooh. Who knows? Who knows how long? Yeah. But I'm super excited about it. But each one, it's like I have to I have to think about, okay, as excited as I am about this, does this make sense? So I'm calculating my risk and also my interest and my, my background. Some of these things I think, okay, I don't have enough background to truly manage this and understand the risk. This one I think I really do. Um, so it, I think it could be really successful and really exciting. So, um, so we'll let you guys know. I definitely want to talk about that offline. Yeah. Working out. Yes. I'm so excited about it. The second shot group will be the first one to know. Okay. Yes. Well, there yeah, you yeah. go. Yeah. Facebook.com slash groups slash second shot. That's well, what this place make that happen. I think that, I think that, um, people understand in, in the training of risk, I think is key. And, and, and I'm going to tell you what, not just training to be a better risk person, but I can, I, I've, I've said this before. If you, Put yourself in a situation to be out of your comfort zone more on a regular basis. You will grow as a human being 10 times more than you ever thought you could do. I can promise you one thing, that doing something to put you out of the out of your regular zone, it will challenge you. It like almost sparks something else in your mind, and it can trigger stuff. It, it, the thirst of knowledge, the things that happen, I, I really can't explain it. But it, but it's so true. To, I think it's important to um, do something like that. So we're asking the second shooters to do that. Is it possible the four of us could come up with something that we're willing to do in the next couple of weeks before the next episode comes out that we feel is risky or different outside of our comfort zones? Are you guys up oh, for I'm it? Oh, I'm down. Okay. But I, I mean... I think you already have one. Maybe. You yeah. might have one. I might have one. Okay. Kind of ready to go. Okay. Yeah. You, you know what that just made me think of? What? We were supposed to answer the... Uh, yep, that's what I was just thinking. Taking the test. <laughs> oh, the... Um, we're supposed to do the Mars 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 Guess what? Mars wait, wait, wait. Did y'all what? two do it? I took mine. Oh, did I, you, Zach? I did take it. Guess what? Jenny and I took ours. Did you really? Oh, boy. I'm the only one that didn't do it? <sighs> I did my homework. Well, we didn't do the Myers-Briggs. No, no. Well, we, we said we weren't. We, we yeah. They were going to do Myers-Briggs. And uh-huh. Jenny and I did a um, what's called um, the Enneagram test um, for... It's more for around um, um, spouses, like we said last time, the love mm-hmm. languages was a good one. Mm-hmm. And um, this Enneagram, so it is spelt, uh, you spell it with E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. So my cousin um, is, is a, um, she does like life coaching and, and coaching in that nature down in San Antonio. And she uh, got uh, certified in all on this Enneagram stuff uh, on how to coach relationships and stuff like that. And so... Um, Here's what's funny. So, Jenny and I took the Enneagram separate, mm-hmm. right? We both came back as the exact same thing. 
Interesting. Just yeah. like we did on Myers Briggs, which Myers was Briggs. the ENFJ. Yeah, wow. on the Myers Briggs, Jenny and I both were ENFJ, and then we both take this one, and we both came back as a type two called the Helper. Um, the Helper. The Helper. And so, um, what was the? I'm so beside see. myself. I can't believe I didn't. That's okay. It said, we'll be back. It's totally we'll be back not okay. No, week. this is bothering me a so lot. It it's o- fine. Often <laughs> the give helper, us a chance to talk about it again. <laughs> the twos are warm, caring, giving. They're motivated by a need to be loved, needed to <laughs> Thus end. the requesting of yeah. reviews by both of us. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and to avoid acknowledging their own needs. Um, that's kind of a quick rundown of it. But then we were both, we were both um, the helper, which... I thought was interesting because like we both literally were the the last time as well and um you know there there's a i asked my cousins like what does that mean there's a lot of good positives and whatnot um about it all uh matt did you have your enfj one yes i i got infj which is the advocate oh um, i so you're the same as us except for the one letter yeah, yeah I, I, so i oh, think it's cool. more introverted and okay. it uh the the quick description is um, they see helping others as their purpose in life, but while people with this personality type can be found engaging in rescue efforts or charity, their real passion is to get to the heart of the issue so that people don't need to be rescued. Ooh, I lo- oh, I love that. So it's like a, a teacher yeah. role, I, I think, which is I, I think tracks with kind of how I feel, like the teach Amanda Fish mentality, mm-hmm. I think is kind of where I am. Mm-hmm. Matt, I love did, that. Did, did you did you get any insight out of this from you? Did you feel like there was anything that was interesting? Um. Well, I think it, it probably um, explained a lot of when when I find myself being frustrated with certain things, uh, whether it be at home or at work, um, I, I never really knew how to uh, describe how I was feeling about it other than just a general frustration. Um, and I think reading this, it it when it, when I looked at the stuff that it said, this is probably, you know, kind of where you what you care about. Um, it, it was it was just something that I'd never really thought about. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the, the things that I that I care about or the things that I, how I want to interact with others. And so when I, when I was reading that, I said, yeah, a lot of the pains and things that I have at, uh, whether it be at the office or at home tend to be when it's not lining up with these, with these certain things and how can I either get around it or just deal with it better? I think what's interesting is that, um, that type of stuff and these, the reason why we're talking about these tests, we talked about them on like the last episode or so. And then, that how important, you know, Jenny and I are both fans of really having a self-awareness enough to know, understand you, which can come from taking some of these tests. And that if you work with some certain coworkers, if you all individually take these same tests to learn about each other and share that. And then as a spouse is like the Enneagram or the love language test to understand what your spouse is, is how they react to things like, like Matt just talked about mm-hmm. how, he didn't understand why that frustration was, but reading that may have helped him understand it. So then if you can understand that, you can articulate it more. Look, I used a big word. Articulate? Yeah. <laughs> did I say it right? I you did, so. and you used yeah. it in context. So what, boom, what? boom. So we just think the tests are important. I, I really do. I think it's important for anybody you're with on a regular basis um, to look at some of these, you know, Myers-Briggs, Enneagram, Love Languages tests are just a couple of them. To take them to understand the other person, your partners or your spouses or whatnot is, is key. So, don't try to wrap up this episode 
I'm so mad at me. It's fine. No, no, no. I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at Heath for interrupting my idea about, hey, let's all try to do something that seems a little bit outside of our comfort zone. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was honestly, going somewhere. I just, it triggered me that we were supposed to answer those. Yeah, <laughs> I did the same thing, which is why I got super quiet when you yeah. said that. Because yeah. I was just like, the wheels started turning and I was like, oh, God, I forgot since, to do this. Since thing. we're over long here, why don't we talk? Can we talk about on the next episode? Yeah. Okay, sure, sure, sure. About it? Sure. Since we, we forgot, we almost forgot about that at the end. What a tease. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Those are perfect. Mm. Tune in next week. Where can they find you at? JennyAnnChondo.com. There's a whole blog post about this podcast on that website, by the way. On Instagram, JennyAnnChondo. Twitter, JennyAnnChondoTV. Facebook, JennyAnnChondo. At AppleZackintosh on Twitter and Instagram. I'll be in the Facebook group as well. Facebook.com slash group slash Second Shot. Shout out to Linda for writing us an email at SecondShotCast at gmail.com. Drop us some articles. Drop us a line. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Uh, Matt Stoker one at or on Instagram. Check me out. Heathoaks at Ignorance on Fire Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, and LinkedIn as well. We always forget that one, but um, I appreciate you guys again as usual. Share us with somebody that you love. We love you. Next time, see you next time. Destination for premium talk radio.